This is the Growth Kings Podcast. I am your host Tushar Tyagi and I interview the entrepreneurs and marketers who are leading growth at the top companies that we see today. What are we waiting for? Let's grow. Hello Growth Fam. We are here today with Dhananjay who is leading product marketing team for Mad Over Poker. How are you Dhananjay? Hey Tushar, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So are you ready to be our growth master today? Yeah, excited looking forward to it. Great, awesome. So, tell us a bit more about Madover Poker and how do you guys make money? Yeah, so Madover Poker is India one of India's fastest real money growing apps. We're a, we're a startup as well, just about a year and a half old. Um yeah, we offer all sorts of uh, different kinds of poker games on our website. Sometimes we do live events as well. And and we have a lot of free to play games as well, all poker related though. Um we charge a small percentage from the winner. Uh, every time a someone wins a pot or a tournament and that's pretty much how we make money we have different models like on higher stakes we charge a slightly lesser amount uh, but on tournaments and uh, those events we charge a rough 10% you know revenue uh, commission right off the top and for other games it's anywhere between 2% to 5% from the winner uh, this of course is capped so sometimes we make we take a lesser revenue based on how much they win say they win a huge amount we still cap our revenue take from the user so it could even be anything as close 1.5% uh broadly speaking though it's uh, it's a model that kind of works uh because we are only taking from the winners we try to keep losers all like as in the players who lose more often continue continue on the side and we don't want to ruin their experience so we only take money from the winners which kind of works because they are happy to provide that service and they are happy to take that service as well makes sense makes sense so in terms of like revenue so you was you're saying that you take tournament fees and you also take a small commission uh so i'm guessing that the major revenue would be coming from the tournament fees right uh surprisingly not because tournaments kind of bring users to our platform okay uh so we offer tournaments that sometimes we don't meet guarantees for so in something like in poker what it, what happens is we guarantee a prize pool say 1 lakh or one of one of the things we do is have a 1 lakh guaranteed prize pool every day so very often it happens that only 90000 of that prize pool is met by our users so the remaining 10000 rupees we fund ourselves for the users okay uh so it's a great it's a great model to bring in new players uh you know to try out the products cuz they don't really have to put in all the money themselves right. it's it's a pool and we are also adding to that pool so tournament revenues typically go back into the tournament more than for us at least more than 60% of the big tournaments we kind of do that Okay. because we want to grow as well and right, kind right. of give that offerings to people so that's, so a, that's a burn yeah that's a burn we take okay, okay. um although recently as we as our user base has grown a lot of the regular daily tournaments have started to in the terminology called crush we okay. crush those tournaments and then the prize pool actually increases so then what we do is we actually give the additional prize pool back to the users interesting yeah interesting. so we we only take 10% we always never take more than that so that's good for the users so suppose a uh, say same one lakh tournament and we price it at 1100 rupees say 125 people take part then the price pool becomes 1.25 lakhs and we give that 1.25 lakhs back to the user interesting yeah. so what would you say with is the split between the tournament revenues and the commission based revenues i can't speak for all poker companies but for us it's like more than 80% is cash you know from the other from the from the commission, commission based. based yeah and tournaments cuz we take a loss on tournaments cuz it's our, it's our growth strategy so right, that's right, right, right. we believe that giving those tournaments helps mitigate risk of players then they can come to our site play some of the nicest funnest tournaments and the most easiest to win tournaments right. that we offer cuz our ecosystem is curated that way and based on that we are happy to use that as an acquisition model as well right 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 so how many how many customers do you have today so right now we are close to about 50000 users and we're growing uh, really fast uh, 
the more you use the it took a long while to for us to get here because we've been bootstrapped mainly but now that we've got this many users getting the next 10000 has become easier and that's that's been really helpful wow wow yeah. interesting and what would you say is the average revenue that you make per customer oh um we are looking at anywhere between uh, depending on the segment but i'd say if i had to average it out we're looking at roughly 4000 rupees per person so the arpus in poka are really really good okay yeah. okay interesting so you said that you have grown really fast so can yeah. you throw a bit more light on uh, and i mean i w- i should clarify that we didn't yeah. grow really fast we have grown grown really fast in the last 3 4 months oh interesting uh, after we hit a certain number like i said getting the next set of users is right. much right. easier Uh, the first one year was a struggle. It was really a challenge, especially when we launched. Uh, we did something interesting. We gave away like a big promotional launch tournament, and it was a, it was a huge giveaway. It helped us acquire the first two thousand, three thousand users very fast. In fact, the same day itself. Right. But going beyond that, it's been a it's been a struggle. Every month has been like okay, you try a million things, and right. maybe you hit only a few. You know. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's been that's been a challenge. But the last three four months, really, we have uh, exponentially grown. We've taken our marketing up a notch. We've taken the you know we've experimented with the burns a lot so right. uh, i think we've also learned a lot in the first one year which we was a conscious effort we learned what works what doesn't work uh, kind of channeled our efforts in that direction and hence the fruits of the last few months right, so right, you know right. but before that i would say we were maybe at half the user base in the last few months we kind of doubled our user base almost. so can you tell us like a bit more about the first strategy that you used to acquire the 2000 3000 customers yeah so this was actually it, it i mean it seems pretty simple but what we did is we had a filak free roll giveaway uh, but what but to get the word out there there are a couple of communities on facebook and like social media where poker players tend to talk uh, discuss forums etc all those things and we figured these are the real players who are going to spend money and buy our products right like that's that's and we wanted to make sure that without much money we acquire these depositing players who would actually uh, spend money on our side from day one uh, the problem with poker is like in previously in the industry there's been a lot of cheating scams etc so we wanted to get our image out there that we are not one of those one of those companies and we are in it for the long run and an organized company so that was a bit of a challenge but what we did do is uh, we said okay you know if you tag two three friends of yours and this is like the most basic growth marketing one of yeah, yeah. tag two three friends of yours on facebook get the word out there and we give you a free ticket like okay. you can enter this opening launch tournament for free and the prize pool was 5 lakhs guaranteed from our side right and we had about 1300 people participating on day one right. which was insane like right, that's right. a great and all of them were depositing players right so uh, so initially like that ratio of like having users to depositors was insanely high for us and that kind of helped us create the runway we needed to survive the first four months the crucial phase interesting a uh, good thing though our product was completely fine we had no issues with the launch i think uh, the tech team did a fantastic like fantastic job there so all those things kind of helped create that trust and once they kind of trusted us by around month 3 you saw people kind of okay saying like other people were talking to other people they're like oh this is a new company maru poker should i put money there and they would say yeah it's fine these guys have good support they they'll cash you out the winner there's no delays um, so we kind of focused on those things first just to establish trust uh, and i think that really helped us catapult to getting more depositing players so in in summary like uh, you just identified the kind of players who would actually adopt your app yeah. beginning in the beginning and then asked them to share it with their friends and yeah and not just on. share it with their friends it was more like um, what yes. we needed to yeah what we, we what we needed them to be is our evangelist yeah in that space because uh, it's a it's a very small circle at least this community of players right and if we lost it there it would have been very hard for us to win so the first three months we really focused on making sure that 
even though we made mistakes 100% we made definitely a lot of mistakes but making sure they had great support like i was on probably speaking to the first 100 users myself right right, uh, right. and then like making sure like their accounts their balances their money if they want something they received it in 24 hours even though like sometimes it drained us out completely uh, but that what that helped us do is then they were like yeah you know you you guys can trust them Yeah. because the missing thing that we identified in the whole poker community was trust right there's been a slew of companies that joined say stayed for 6 7 months and then went away like in fact taking other people's money not returning their deposits back yeah. so once you have identified that issue and you went and we decided that would be a launch we would solve that we would create that factor uh then you know the first first real players the hardcore players came in right then it was just about like really right. going you right. know right. so, right. so basically the problem was trust and yeah. you tried solving it initially yeah. the hard way yeah. you <laughs> actually talked to everyone and yeah and it's important cuz yeah. like we when we realized we were making so many mistakes in the start like our product lineup was so off uh, they didn't like it no one really liked it and we realized that with and in fact one of our customers told us like he's like dude i've been uh, he, he i mean i knew him from before but he took told me like Hey man, I've been in the industry for a while. You guys are going to burn so much cash; it's not going to work. Uh, I would suggest, and in fact, he gave us like a really cool uh, set of things to do, and uh, it it worked. I mean, it was just listening to a lot of feedback, getting a lot of stuff done, and it it, it was great. Like uh, we learned a lot, made a lot of mistakes. Our lineup from day one looked entirely different on day ninety. Uh, it was completely different, but it was basically that first core hundred users. who really thought we could do something right. uh who were really talking to us and i don't know what motivated them to talk to us but they did and we really took the advice on board and like that awesome. 100 became 1000 awesome yeah. awesome awesome and what is it that you are doing from these last 3 4 months that that has really been working for you guys so we were able to raise a small amount of capital like pre series a and that really helped us do some of our paid marketing approaches like okay. yeah and we've been experimenting say for the last one year like different approaches what we should do what we can do what workarounds we have so like poker is not allowed on facebook and google it's banned by their policies not banned by the government um so but we had to find workarounds okay how do we reach people what what's more effective like simple tools like email being used more effectively really worked for us um can you other, give an example for that like one of the things that the industry wasn't really doing is um so poker requires a lot of hand holding uh, traditionally india is more of a rummy you know we prefer yeah. playing rummy and yeah. teen patti uh, poker is not very far from teen patti but like uh, once you add the different cards and you know a certain elements of betting the rounds of betting it becomes more skillful and then that you know the conversion is hard right so a lot of our content was geared around teaching people how to play uh, and in fact we grew our sales team by like 2x like we oh, had wow. three people and we made six to seven people and then initially all they would do is and we, we didn't have give them any slas all they had to do is teach people how to play basic poker okay and okay. we would convince uh, them to just like okay try our free game it's there's no harm you know no right, loss right, right. and once they did then the journey began for them so like again it was uh, i think with poker i we, once you realize you're in a slightly niche business the hand holding becomes and the education becomes really important right. we tried some other stuff which really works like in india vernacular really works i think if you are in growth marketing you should have realized this by now if you're not in the regional languages you're losing out on a huge audience right right, right. um so i think there are a lot of unexplored channels like you know i, I mean tiktok was there share chat uh, yeah share chat like these channels traditionally marketers don't use cuz it's under the assumption that hey the volume everyone or every one of these guys are on facebook anyway so right. we'll just target them on right, facebook right, right. but actually like once you realize that okay you need to start like i think we need to start thinking 
beyond this and as a startup you and i know everyone has bandwidth crunches so yeah. you make decisions either way uh, but i think it's worth doing that trade off here and there at least occasionally to reach out to these people in their language which they're comfortable in so when did you start vernacular uh, we haven't gone full fledged into vernacular but we have done certain events and campaigns in vernacular again that was in the last 3 months and we were in the yeah, like yeah and it's proved it's, it's been great for us because like we've been we've been talking about it for a long time but we were like okay let's tap out this audience first let's tap out that first so it was done more of an experiment and it and i think it worked to a large extent i can't say it was 100% successful nothing really is but uh, it did give us very promising results um, to definitely explore it further Interesting, like, yeah. yeah, interesting. And in terms of funding, uh, you were telling me earlier that you had an interesting story about the PC. <laughs> yeah, actually, so uh, one of the things that we realized is, and this comes from our our founders as well. They have a little bit of background in blockchain. Uh, so two of our founders, in fact, are uh, part of a blockchain company as well. They founded that company as well. So uh, using their experience, we did an ICO, which was an initial coin offer. uh which was i would it was it was very crazy like the whole market is very different there and we in fact did have a blockchain gaming solution for a while oh, and right. we still do it's it's, uh, it's still under development so it's is a, it is it the part of Mario yeah Poker? it's part of mario poker it's something that we plan to introduce like right. i don't think it's ready yet it's good maybe one year away to like get the tech ready and all of that right. but yes it's uh, and but what blockchain and the ico market allows you to do right. is kind of raise funds first before having a product right, right, uh, right. although that's not true literally 3 months since we did it right, uh, right. the whole the market in blockchain changes really fast yeah, yeah, uh, fast. but while we were there we were able to raise about 2 million i would say oh, wow. but then the price of ether dropped drastically <laughs> by half so that yeah. 2 million became about a million yeah, so yeah. we 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 used that to like build our tech team and all that so, so you had pocket aces at that time basically. yeah we, we got lucky unfortunately we, if we had gotten out of the market earlier yeah, there would have yeah, been yeah. more money right, but i think that happens you know you just can, you can't avoid that yeah. stuff and you can't predict the blockchain market it's super volatile um, and in fact since then it's dropped even way way more right, right, so uh, obviously you wish you could have got out at the right time but no one really knew so absolutely. we got out when we did which was good and bad uh, but it did enable us to build the tech team that we wanted right, right uh, and right. that's and it kind of set us up for the future cuz right now as a bootstrap company we are able to sustain ourselves but to really hit the next stage of growth uh, capital would be required so do you have a token right now out in the token yeah i mean we do have a token but it's uh, it's called host token uh, you okay. you you won't find it cuz we kind of took it back uh it's a lot of complexities but uh, we will be releasing it back to the people who invested nice. very soon nice, yeah nice, so nice. we are revising the value so they get more money and got it got uh, it a lot of complications it. that we have we are working interesting on. interesting yeah. all right so so what is the next stage now so you have 50000 users i think the next milestone is to double our user base immediately because one i think it helps our users you know play with more people and add more liquidity to the poker ecosystem which is our number one priority because that gives the customers a better experience uh, of course it add to the revenue as well uh, but then the whole point is because poker is completely on network effects uh, we need to build those network effects fast uh, so that would be um, that would be our number one priority you know doubling getting our user base to double as soon as possible a uh, good thing is like because the apus are so good right. like uh, we can do this even without funding right. uh, obviously funding would help and it would make the whole process say from 6 months to 2 right. months right. Right. but like uh, if you don't have that it's still it's still the business model is viable it makes sense we can still go for it and in terms of growth channels like what do you think you'll be using from now on to acquire more yeah customers? so i mean uh, some of the things that we are really working on is uh, while we don't 
do Facebook marketing because it's not allowed. We have found workarounds. We have created our own community of poker players, and they kind of spread the word around for us. Uh, we have a lot of inbound marketing that we do, which also works for us. Yeah. Uh, we do a lot of SEO. I mean, I'm sure everyone does SEO, but uh, in poker, it's trickier because you're not really allowed to do SEO. So we kind of do it on educational content. Again, the handholding part I was talking about. Uh, so that like while we might get the volume of users that the other companies might get, we do get quality users, people who are already searching for the game, who know how to play the game, or are willing to learn the game and then play on the side. So the conversion ratios tend to be higher than on a typical gaming. So it's a community-based marketing that you're targeting. Yeah, uh, because uh, and then we do plan to launch a referral program of some sort uh, soon, but that would be I think much later because referrals can go viral and if you don't have the budget right right it right. becomes a problem uh, but yeah like it's, yeah a community based yeah. marketing strategy uh, out reaching out to other uh, people other communities um and it's kind of work we've also started doing events in a very small way uh, right. again to like premier b schools engineering colleges uh, poker tends to be an elitist sport typically learned in a college right so we thought why, why not go to the source because these Absolutely. are our future customers anyway yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. again other companies are doing these things but uh, i think the way we have done them is slightly different i think what's missing is that the effort and care my team gives to that hand-holding process is not really done by most companies i've seen uh, other poker companies and i don't want to name names but they, i've seen them do an event right there's a lot of buzz created a lot of people do turn up but once they turn up, there's no ROI in the way they do it. Like right. we spent a lot of time when we did the same event at the same location the next time, we spent a lot of time teaching them the nuances of the game, the difference between online and offline poker. And uh, I think the proof is in the pudding. They they still continue to play on my side. They still continue to deposit on my side. They, they win, lose or draw, like they still play. Uh, and that's uh, I think something that when we were doing industry analysis wasn't really there for the right. others. Right. So I think the hand-holding part that we really focus on uh, with the niche market is going to like yeah win us for yeah. right 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 uh, so what is your CAC right now in terms of yeah so I mean like I said we're bootstrapped we've done our channels very effectively so far so it's really low we're about 300 rupees right now okay ballpark right uh, and obviously this is going to increase like, against the LTV of uh, ooh. we have an LTV of what roughly 5.5k I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You said yeah, 5,500 roughly. Okay. Roughly 5,500. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And uh, you are of course trying to reduce that CAC a bit further or? No. So I, I don't see the CAC coming down. I think the CAC will only go up to some right. extent because once we start experimenting with channels that may not be as effective, the CAC is bound to go up. Right. Uh, but what we're also hoping is the the, what we're really focusing on is now the retention uh, the first one one and a half years we were really focusing on acquiring users right. but yeah once uh, like we have I think it would be ignorant for us to like see like our retention is good gaming typically has very high very poor like, what is it right now we, like our three month retention is like at 25% you know 25%. Which, is, which is very low yeah, yeah. Uh, but we are that's something we're actively trying to change and it has been working again a lot of focus on that we have taken some tools to help us do these as, do these things as what well. are those tools uh, so we use Optimove okay. uh, which is similar to Clevertap it's like okay. a marketing automation okay. tool um, helps a lot with like the identification segmentation all of those things create automated journeys um, really really helpful I think we're working on some tech stuff that can also help us like we don't have we still don't have push notifications on our app right, like right, you know right. that's such a huge yeah, mess yeah. Uh, so something we're working on um, so once we get that retention up and then at the same time we kind of uh, pull our acquisition strategies up right you know that then we can be quite successful interesting all the best Dhananjay <laughs> yeah, and let's wrap it up with a fantastic four okay so question number one who is one leader CEO that you are following right now 
Oh, um, I think uh, Airbnb just went public. Brian Chesky and his work has been really cool. Uh, I've been, I kind of got introduced it through a podcast called Ma- Masters of Scale. So oh, yeah, yeah. It's an awesome podcast. Yeah. Uh, Reid Hoffman is, uh, anyway, a guru. Absolutely. I mean, like, growth Absolutely. marketing guru, anyhow. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely check out their work. I think very interesting if you're a product person as well to yeah. think uh, Airbnb is a good model to think about products. So, that's really good. And experiences. Question number two. What is your favorite tool for growth? Uh, I've been using Optimove recently and I really, really like it. Uh, I think Clevertap is a good alternative for it as well. So that's something people can explore. Question number three. What is your favorite business book? Uh, I can't say favorite, but most recent is Blitzscaling. It's by Reid Hoffman as well. So oh, check that nice. out. It's really good. It's it's a summary of all the amazing knowledge that he's learned from Silicon Valley. Great for tech companies. Uh, but although I would say it's just the tip of the iceberg of his ideas. So if you read the book, definitely explore topics that interest you further through Google or whatever it is. Uh, good summary of all the ideas, I would say. Okay, interesting. Question number four. What advice would you give to your younger self? Uh, learn how to recruit better. I think if I had a chance when I was working at TVS before this right. to be part of recruiting uh, meetings or how that works or learn that, uh, I think that's important at every stage. If you're leading any team, right. learn how to recruit, uh, recruit right people. I think that's that's the most important thing. Uh, I think second advice would be, I think uh, this is, I mean, very, it's always thrown out. Like I would always take someone uh, from, again, from a recruiting perspective, even if they don't have the exact skill set, if you can identify that they're a learner, they keep learning new things, uh, definitely better than someone who comes with a pre-existing skill set. Cause these are, uh, these guys, especially in a startup, right, right. the early stage, the zero to one stage, you need a lot of, uh, general, generals. Right. Generalists. Yeah, ge- right. generalists and generals who lead uh, different things get their hands dirty. Done. So anyone who's willing to learn, they're the right team, they're the right person for your team. Got it, yeah. got it, got it. All right, so one last question would be, how could the Growth Kens community help you? Ooh, just uh, one way. I think feedback, uh, just always keep sharing your ideas with each other because I, uh, I think one of the cool things with growth marketers in general yeah. uh, is that they always willing to share uh, good ideas with each right. other. I think that a lot of forums and websites for this. And, right, right, right. Uh, I think that's pretty rare in the professional world. Um, not Don't see it very often amongst other uh, profession, yeah. uh, yeah. other categories of professionals. Uh, but yeah, so I think that idea sharing the, because what one of the things that we do a lot is basically steal industry ideas from other people and try to apply it for ourselves. Right, right, right. Uh, so that really works for us. So uh, if it becomes a platform for sharing more yeah, ideas then? Yeah, share with each other. Like, okay. And I think that would be really cool. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks a lot for coming to the podcast today and we really appreciate your time and I'll be back with next episode, a new founder, a new marketer next week. All right. Bye-bye.